Hello, Jet Setters, and welcome to the Jet Set Life podcast. I'm your hostess, Brittany Ryan, child-free travel content creator and blogger. I'm a curator of authentic and cultural travel experiences, and I want to help you be the same. Create a Jet Set Life full of adventure and learn how to live life to the fullest with me as your travel guide. Tune in each week for solo episodes and conversations with travel leaders all about child-free travel, adults-only getaways, travel guides, itineraries, and more. I am all about sharing actionable, detailed tips and tricks for creating the jet-set life of your dreams, so get ready to learn. Are you ready for takeoff? Let's jump into today's episode. Hello, beautiful friends. How have you been? I know it's been a few weeks since my last podcast episode, but to be honest, it's kind of because I've been having a life midlife crisis or an identity crisis, if you will. And so let me explain. I started the Jet Set Blonde in late 2019 with the intent of focusing on travel, specifically child-free travel, as I am child-free by choice. So my plan was to provide content on couples travel, solo travel, recommendations for child-free destinations, that sort of thing. You kind of get where I'm going with this. So Of course, 2020 hit and everything changed and travel was no more. And so I was left kind of wondering, what do I do with my content? Where do I go from here? And I decided to move more into the personal development and personal growth space. And at the time, I very much was happy with that content. I still am. I still am passionate about it and believe in it. I think it helped me as much as I hope it helped you. But I have been feeling like I'm at a bit of a crossroads where I really would love to start talking about travel again. And in my opinion, travel and personal development really actually go hand in hand. Travel is the ultimate teacher of life. It sheds new light on your environment. It teaches you about new cultures. It widens your perspective on life. So there is, of course, a lot of learning and growth that can occur when you're traveling. But I think I would like to start focusing more of my content as well as the podcast on child-free travel. So what does that look like for you guys? It will be a lot more of uh, detailed travel itineraries, travel guides for girls' weekends, couples' weekends, solo female weekends, that kind of thing. And then I also just want to generally keep you guys updated on developments in the child-free travel space. So things like adults-only cruises, you know, adults-only hotels, destinations, airlines, whatever. And so today I want to talk with you about the and and ask you the question, do you think that child-free travel is a growing trend? 
as we move into the today's topic, I want you to first do a little visualization exercise with me. <laughs> so picture this for several years, you've been dreaming of that perfect adventure to Paris. You've decided that this is the year you're going to make it happen. You've spent hours comparing and selecting flights, hotels, restaurants for the most epic Parisian affair. And you start packing like a week in advance out because you're so excited. And now today is the day. You are boarding that flight. You've got passport and tickets in hand and you could just pinch yourself. And you step on the plane and you start looking to get settled in to seat 23A for that long haul flight over the Atlantic. Now, further down that aisle, you spot an unruly toddler crying and screaming. And you think, "Mm, I'd really hate to be the one sitting next to that kid. And you continue down the aisle counting the rows, 17, 18, 19, and then the fear sets in. (laughs) No, 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 no. Please don't let that be my seat. Please, please, anywhere but there. And sure enough, you arrive at row 23 to find that your seat is right next to the squirming, yelling child. You check your ticket one more time, hoping for a very brief moment that maybe you were dyslexic and thinking, maybe I misread, maybe I'm actually in 32. But alas, this is your fate for the flight. (laughs) Now, has this ever happened to you? I know it's a bit dramatic, and for all of my friends and listeners who do have kids, please, I want you to understand I do not hate kids at all. I was a babysitter growing up. I love my nieces, and hopefully eventually I'll have some nephews too. But we can all agree that this can result, this scenario can result in a quite negative travel experience and it can kind of suck some of the pleasure and excitement out of a holiday or a vacation, right? So I want to talk about some airlines that are actually accommodating child-free travel and they're few and far between because let's be honest, there's not a huge demand compared to family travel. However, there there have been some developments in the past decade or so. And yes, also I realize that everything in travel right now is not really normal. But as travel begins to come back, we might very well see some new trends that are happening in the airline space. So let's first talk about Air Asia. Well, I guess it's Air Asia X. It's a small airlines. I've personally not been on it, but they offer a quiet zone between rows seven and 14 where children under 10 are not allowed to sit in this zone. So it's a very modest section of the plane. It's located right behind premium cabin, but it is supposed to be just like you would think, you know, there's a quiet zone of a train, right? There's scoot. Scoot is an airlines flies from Melbourne to Singapore five times a week, which is an eight hour and 15 minute flight there. They also have scoot in silence, which is a quiet zone in their 787 Dreamliner where children under 12 cannot sit. And this is a 33 seat compartment compartment 
that sits between business and economy. The third quiet airline is was introduced by Indigo in 2016, and they announced that they would have a quiet zone for business travelers where children, again, under 12, were not allowed to sit. And additionally, children were not allowed to sit in rows 1, 12, or 13 where emergency exits are located, which makes sense, right? And the final uh, airlines that I found that is making moves in the child-free travel industry is Malaysia Airlines. And they, in 2011, (laughs) banned babies from first class. That's the literal uh, article that I found. And this was specifically on their 747 and their A380 aircraft. Now, I went on their website to try to validate this. And their site does not explicitly report a ban on babies in first class. (laughs) But when you do go to book, a pop-up window will actually come up and notify the purchaser that there are no bassinets available in that section of the plane. And apparently this resulted from many complaints received about flyers spending money on first class seating, but being unable to sleep on account of crying infants. So apparently that's how that evolved back in 2011. So those four airlines I named are the ones that specifically have a rule around uh, no children under 12. And it is still a hot topic when debated, but there does seem to be a significant number of people who would be willing to pay more if they could sit in a child-free travel zone or a quiet zone, just as you would pay extra for additional legroom, an upgraded class, or the quiet zone of a train. In 2017, Airfare Watchdog's annual state of travel survey reported that 52% of respondents felt that families with young children ages 10 and under should be required to sit in a separate section of the plane. Don't come for me. I'm just reporting the the survey. And there were more than 4,000 travelers polled for this survey. Now, although we may never see a completely child-free airline service, airlines are trying to get more creative with meeting traveler needs for peace and quiet. For example... Japan Airlines' website actually features a baby map to inform people where young children between eight days and two years old are sitting on a plane as they're booking their seat. That's kind of a cool thing. I find that would be useful to know. I'm not sure how a parent would feel. I would welcome a debate on that. Etihad Airlines offers a flying nanny service for long-haul flights to keep children entertained with games, face painting, and competitions. How cool is that? It's basically like a a babysitter for your kids on the flight. Uh, Lufthansa's design team, Technic, has developed soundproof curtains that prevent gallery noise from entering the first-class cabin. And this development could be used for quiet zones in the future. Thompson Airways developed booth-style economy seats for planes where parents could sit face-to-face with their children around a table, just like you would find in a train, but instead in planes. 
And Richard Branson was quoted saying that he would love to introduce a kid's class on an airlines. It would be a separate cabin for kids with nannies to look after them. Now, this has yet to become a reality due to some risks involved with how you would reunite a parent with a child in the event of an emergency, but kind of a cool concept, right? And the kids could like hang out with each other and play and maybe not be so bored on a flight. And then finally, I found that China Airlines had tried offering the family couch zone in one section of their 777 planes to create a more comfortable play zone and area to sleep in. But unfortunately, uh, pre-COVID, that feature was suspended because I guess it just wasn't taking off. So child-free travel will continue to be a controversial subject, but awareness around the issue is increasing, I think, with some select airlines making changes to accommodate this particular group of travelers. If airlines are unwilling to offer quiet zones and adult-friendly amenities, there are at least new developments outside of airline offerings, such as the introduction of a new app in beta called Tempted You that allows you to search hotels, restaurants, and activities with an adults-only filter option. Now, I have been inspired as I've been digging into the child-free travel industry more, and I'm actually on a mission to create the most comprehensive directory, if you will, of adults only and child-free travel, uh, not well, destinations, hotels, essentially, ranches, lodges, inns. And I hope to debut this this year. I've been doing a lot of research and compiling of these different locations, and I look forward to the day where I can debut that with you guys. But in the meantime... (laughs) While the child-free community waits for an adults-only airline to debut, remember to pack your Bose noise-canceling headphones. Now, I know today's episode is a bit shorter and a little bit different than what we've been doing in the past, but I hope you enjoy it, and I will talk to you soon. Cheers. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to dive even deeper into creating your jet set life, start with upgrading your travel bucket list. You can download my free resource on the top 50 destinations for child-free travel by visiting jetsettingblonde.com forward slash start dash here. Because the first step to creating your jet set life starts with upgrading your travel goals. And if something in today's episode really resonated with you, please screenshot and tag me at The Jet Set Blonde on Instagram or Facebook. I want to know what your biggest takeaway was. I really want to hear from you, and it means so much to me when I can see your screenshots of you listening to the podcast or reading my posts online. Every screenshot and review means the world to me. I read every single one. And I really appreciate your support in listening to this episode and supporting me on this adventure. I look forward to bringing you more awesome and genuinely helpful content that will help you create the jet set life of your dreams. 